This is Bucket Listening from First Horizon Bank, sharing first-hand stories from people who have found a way every day to live their bucket list. Everyone has aspirations. Often, we see them as experiences for some time down the road. But we say, why wait? Welcome to Bucket Listening, where we're talking to amazing people who have found a way every day to live their bucket life. Hi, I'm your host, Tabitha Scott, and I'm so excited that you joined us for this very special episode. On the show today, we have an incredible guest, University of Tennessee head football coach, Josh Heupel. The coach's story is one of hard work, determination, and grit. Growing up as a kid in small town, South Dakota, to becoming a national championship winning quarterback with the Oklahoma Sooners. But that's just the beginning. Most recently, he led an epic turnaround of UT's football program. We can't wait to hear how Coach Heupel is turning his bucket list into a beautiful life. Along with him, we also have the pleasure of being joined by Dave Miller. Dave is the president of East Tennessee Region at First Horizon Bank where one of his roles is championing the UT and First Horizon partnership. His stewardship has been critical to that partnership's success for over 30 years. Coach Heupel and Dave, welcome to Bucket Listening. Thanks for having me. So excited to be here with you. Absolutely. Good to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk with you all today. So coach, let's kick off with you. Throughout your life, you have been truly devoted to two things your family, and football. And I know that your father was also a coach in South Dakota where you grew up. Tell us a little bit more about your lifelong love of the game and the impact that your dad had on you both on and off the field. For me, if I go back to my childhood, football and my family have been intertwined in absolutely everything that I've done every single day. Both my parents are educators. You talked about my dad being a high school and college football coach, but my mom was a high school principal as well. And so education, teaching, mentoring has always been a part of my life. As a young guy, my childhood memories, if I wasn't in school or on athletic endeavor on the field or on the court, I was at my dad's practices. So my childhood was being a ball boy, changing cleats in the equipment room, doing laundry, being the little kid that was nagging the older football players in, in some ways, traveling with them to road games. And those were some of the great memories of my childhood. I learned so many things without even knowing what I was doing, just as a young guy paying attention at practices and on the field, learned so much that still impacts me today. A lot of those relationships with his former players, those guys are still great friends of mine that come out here to Knoxville, Tennessee and catch ball games too. That's awesome. Now, my parents were school teachers too, and sometimes dad was the principal and it was tough to get into trouble, right? Did you have that problem? Because your teacher would just walk across the hall and tell your parent. I never had that problem. I don't know about you, oh, but I never, I'm, I'm, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, the best thing about her being there, I was never out of lunch money, and um, <laughs> but certainly she knew exactly what I was doing every single minute of day. There was a lot of accountability with her being there. I hear you. I feel that pain. So in addition to your amazing coaching record, you also had quite the impressive playing career, becoming a national championship quarterback and a Heisman Trophy runner-up with the Oklahoma Sooners. Looking back now with your coach's whistle on, 
Is there anything you would tell that young quarterback, Josh Heupel, about how to approach both the game and life in general? I think my experiences as a kid, seeing the great players that came through my dad's programs, the guys that maybe didn't maximize their talent, some of the work ethic that my mom and dad both instilled in me and some of the lessons that I learned from them outside of the game impacted me in the game. I tried to maximize it. I tried to be a great teammate, tried to be a great leader in what we were doing every single day. I think, to be honest, if I would go back to that young person, one of the things that I would tell him to do is to try to enjoy the journey more and take a moment when it's possible to soak in the moments of opportunity, maybe before a game and enjoy things after the ball game as well. That's one of the lessons that I've learned as a young player growing into my coaching profession, looking back. And it's something that I talk about with our team as well as enjoying the moment and enjoying the journey. Yeah. And that mentorship, it's really important. It's important as you're a coach today. And I know it's something that you take seriously with the guys in your locker room. How did the mentors you had in your life affect the way that you mentor your team now? You learn so much from the people that you come in contact with. And that's one of the things that I absolutely love about this journey that I've had in football realm as a player and as a coach, your family becomes very extended. And that's one of the things that I I challenge young people who are getting into this profession to do is make sure that you include and are around head coaches and programs are going to allow you to include your family. Give so much time to others. You got to include your family and everything that you're doing. But those people that you come into contact with have such a profound impact on your growth as a human being. And I go back to those 18 to 22, 23-year-old people that were in my life. I had four different position coaches, played for three different head coaches, had an opportunity to learn so much about the right way to do things and some things that you feel like maybe were pitfalls, but you learn how to build a culture. You learn how to impact people outside of the game and inside of the game. And uh, you learn how to help them on their journey to becoming who they want to become as a football player and as a professional as they graduate or their football careers come to an end. That's so important. And I think about how long you and, and Dave have known each other and how long First Horizon has been the official bank of the Vols. It's been 30 years. Holy cow. So Dave, why has that been such an important priority for the bank? And with Coach Heupel at the helm, how does that partnership become even more valuable? Well, yeah, to your point, it's been an amazing partnership over three decades. It's hard to believe it's been that long. And really, I think the reason the partnership works is because in many respects, we're Tennessee's bank. You know, we were founded here almost 160 years ago. Our headquarters is still in Tennessee. And what partnership makes more sense than the official bank of Tennessee, if you will, and and the official bank of the Vols and Lady Vols. And what I've seen living in Knoxville, what we've seen over those 30 years is the, the passion of the UT fan base is just absolutely unrivaled for the balls and for the lady balls. And so for us to be able to give clients memorable experiences, whether it's experiencing a game in Neyland Stadium, whether it's carrying one of these official bank of the balls debit cards, it's just an opportunity for us to connect our clients in with that passion. You know, we've got 160,000 or so clients in East Tennessee, and I, I can't tell you what percentage, but it's going to be the vast majority of those that live, eat, and breathe orange. But it also allows us to connect other folks that maybe don't know First Horizon as well to the brand, to our associates. We have a tent, Vol Village, with each game. And so it's a real opportunity for people to get to know First Horizon and really what the difference is in banking with us. And so I'll tell you what, I I give Coach Heupel a ton of credit. He has really taken it to the next level. And whether it is the brand of football that he puts on the field, 
whether it's the culture and the family spirit that he's created around the program, which we really respect because of the culture at our company. And obviously winning helps a tremendous amount. So to produce results is just very powerful. And so we couldn't be more pleased. We couldn't be more excited about Coach and what he and, and Danny White and the athletic department are doing. It's just a great time to be a Tennessee ball. It is so exciting when the games are happening and just the traditions. And I learned it was about 10 years ago that I learned what the volunteer Navy meant. <laughs> a friend had a boat and people went from Nashville, where I live, and would go, for those of you listeners who aren't familiar with it, they go to their boat and they go to the game, just as in other stadiums, you might pull up in your truck or your car. A lot of people pull up in their boats and they call it the Volunteer Navy, but it's super cool. And there's so much spirit and tradition there at University of Tennessee. And it's kind of a, a way of life that's been going on there. And Coach, this podcast is about finding a way to create a bucket life for everyone instead of just a bucket list for something to do later. And do you see your bucket list as more of an exercise in your personal life or are there philosophies about opportunity and achievement that kind of bleed over onto the field and into the locker room? Well, I think it's really important that you enjoy your journey and uh, you live your best life right where your feet are currently. And I think that's one of the blessings that I have. I, I feel like I don't work a single day. I love the people that I come into contact with every single day. The best part of my day is when the players come into the building. It keeps me eternally young, I feel like. And at the end of the day, I love competing at a high level. I love human relationships. I love dealing with young guys that are in that 18 to 22, 23-year-old space. You get a chance to help people on their journey. I mentioned it earlier in, in the podcast, just the amount of people, your family becomes so big and so extended. The impact that you get from those people helps you live a tremendous life. And you talked about ball navy and ball walk in the game day experience. I absolutely love what I'm doing. And as good as I thought it was on the outside, it's even better being here on Rocky Top with our players and our fans. And and I think it's really important that you take moments. I said this earlier too, that you take take time to soak in the moments when you're in that realm. You know, in those moments, everyone has something that inspires them to push forward. And as you think about the ways that you've succeeded throughout your life, what has been one of those key motivators for you? I think intrinsically, I'm super competitive. That's one of the things that we look for and, and I look for in hiring staff members and when we're out on the road recruiting young potential players. I think that competitive spirit is something that's going to drive them when nobody's watching, nobody's paying attention. There's no standard of measurement for what they're doing. It's going to propel them to do it at the highest level. So I think that's one of the key ingredients as you try to find people that are going to impact your business or your program in a positive way. That's awesome. Now, since coming to UT, you've been credited with an incredible turnaround of that football program. And we hear a lot of simply amazing things about the culture that you've created, too. Culture is so important. And the Tennessee football program has a rich and proud tradition, which we were just talking about. But for many years before you arrived, the program hasn't lived up to expectations now, how have you helped inspire this new culture where it feels good again for big Orange fans, players and coaches to kind of dream again about what's possible? Well, I wanted to be here because the historical importance that Tennessee football has had in college football, top 10 in the history of college football wins, first round draft pick, bowl games, bowl wins. So that tells you that you have an opportunity to have success here. 
But to me, I think it's really important. And I saw this through my playing career as well. When I went to Oklahoma, they hadn't been to a bowl game for five years. Two years later, we won a national championship. You have to have a leadership that has the same vision and shares that vision and has great communication. And we have that with our president, our chancellor, and our athletic director. Before I took this job, got a chance to meet with all of them. You could see the competitiveness that they all had. You could see that they had to share vision for the university, but also the athletic department and Tennessee football and understood that we were going to have the resources and tools to, to go chase to be our best every single day. Within that, now as you build a culture, I think it's really important that you're clear in your message to our staff. You got to think, you know, where we have close to 60 staff members. A majority of those people are coming from different places that I may not have had experiences with. And you got 125 plus players. So what are the characteristics of who we want to be every single day inside of our building? Clearly define that. Then you set standards to measure that. And it's really important that you hold everybody accountable to those standards. You're transparent and you're real in your communication with them. I think it's important for us when we're dealing with 18 to 22 year olds, but I think it's important in every business as well that you treat everybody fairly, but you also understand where they're coming from, their perspective, and how you can best reach them as you're communicating with them about successes or failures. And then you reset the button every single day and you go compete and you judge people for who they are in the present moment. And as you do that and you build consistency in your interactions with people that can be staff and your players, eventually you start creating a lot of buy-in. And when you have everybody pulling the rope the same direction, you have great camaraderie and interaction. And it's something more than just a job that people are, are personally invested in the success of the people around them. Then you have an opportunity to be your best. Yeah. And I want to tease apart something that you said there about consistency and knowing that others are there to support you. Tell me more about this long-term partnership with First Horizon and how that has played a role in the support or the success of the athletic programs at UT. Well, at the end of the day, as an athletic department, right, you need resources and you want to have an opportunity to go chase your best. But if your brand and your logo aren't associated with like-minded people, then you're hindering and hurting your opportunity to grow. For us, our partnership with First Horizon, we have the same types of goals as far as how we want to impact our community, the type of service that we want to provide to our people, and at the end of the day, be known for being the best in what we do. And that partnership that dates 30 plus years has been critical and vital to the success of Tennessee athletics. Yeah, Dave, is there anything that you want to add to that? Yeah, we very much feel the same way. I mean, for us, being able to invest in and give back to the community is just foundational to who we are and what we do. So, you know, in around the Knoxville area, I'll give you a couple examples. That looks like us supporting probably 80 to 100 different nonprofits every year through our foundation, probably over a million dollars worth of resources. We have 500 fellow associates that live in the Knoxville area that volunteer and give back to the community. So we know that a community is only as strong as some of its most challenged parts. And so that investment for us is critical. And so the relationship with UT, we very much look at as being very similar. So not only do we support the athletic department, which is really critical to the overall university in providing it with resources. I mean, you look what's happened under the last year with the success of the football program and the way that has translated into awareness and application flow into the university. I think applications for students are up 40%. And so that's critical. We fund a significant amount of student scholarships. We fund a professorship. We got a branch right there on the strip on Cumberland. And so 
We strongly believe an investment in UT is an investment in the young people in the community and in a sense in the future of the state of Tennessee. And what better way to do that into helping all parts of the university, but what Coach Heupel and Chancellor Plowman and Danny White have done, it's really inspiring and it's helping to lift a lot more boats than just UT athletics in the state and in Knoxville. Yeah, Dave, I'm glad that you shared that. I was not aware of that reach and that depth of success between the partnership there. You see the visible things, you see the logo behind the scenes, but you don't realize what goes on and um, how you're helping the community to grow. And I'm curious, Coach, as someone who has spent a lot of time with the elation of victory and the sting of defeat, has your definition of winning and success off of the field, has it changed at all over the years as a result of your career? I certainly view my main job is to provide the greatest player experience in all of college football. And in doing that, I'm not talking about what we're doing on the field, but preparing these guys for life outside of it. When I first started in this profession, that's not how I viewed what I was doing. I got into it because my playing career was cut short. You still have that competitive nature. You want to be a part of a team. As I've grown in this, I certainly understand and love that side of it. And I think that's been one of the real keys to our success here and the speed in which we turned around the direction and trajectory of this program is that our players know that we care about them more as people than we do the player. And we care about the player, too. We want them to have great opportunities to continue their career. We had five guys drafted in the first three rounds this year. But at the end of the day, football is going to come to an end. You want them prepared for life. But because they know that we love and care about that side of them, they've received the information on the football side of it in a completely different way. And that's allowed us to flip the scoreboard really quickly. Success for me is defined by our kids being ready to go attack life when football comes to an end. We got a lot of people that are helping them do that. Our partnership with First Horizon, these guys do educational opportunities, one-on-one in group settings, financial literacy for our players. They have a real impact inside of our own program, not just with the entire athletic department. And the great thing about college football is that you walk off the field every Saturday afternoon or evening, and you know whether you were good enough or not, you get a chance to do it again in seven days. But I absolutely love this group of young men that I get a chance to be a part of. I love that. And working in business, it makes all the difference when you work with someone who's played on a team, who's competed in a team before they start their business career, because they know so much about playing your role to its best, playing with others, working with others, looking out for the good of the team. I love hearing what you said about that's so important to focus on the player first and the game after that. So before we get into our rapid fire round of questions, I have one more for you. Is there anything that you recently checked off your bucket list and what is the next thing you would like to tackle? Bucket list item. I just went to Yankees game up in New York. So that's been a bucket list item for me for a while. Yeah, for me, it was maybe a little more mundane than that. I've always wanted a Jeep. We've got such wonderful weather in East Tennessee. And so I finally broke down and bought a completely unnecessary third car for the uh, family just to be able to take the top off on weekends and enjoy the beautiful East Tennessee weather. And so I don't know if it was a bucket list item, but it was certainly a, a guilty pleasure and loving it so far. Awesome. So getting ready for the rapid fire questions. Let's go coach and then Dave. Holding that college football championship trophy is likely one of the things at the top of your professional bucket list. What's the equivalent in your personal life, Coach? 
for me, probably seeing my kids get through college and graduation. I feel the same way. It's for me, it's my family's everything to me. Got a beautiful wife, three amazing kids. Going to see my oldest daughter here, get her master's degree in a couple of weeks. And there's no greater pleasure to me than bringing up a young person and watching them achieve their dreams and check off the things on their bucket list. So family's everything to me. Coach, you've watched or played in games all across the country in some amazing stadiums, but is there a visit to see a game at a particular stadium or arena that's still sitting out there as a bucket list item? Well, other than Nayland, of course. In football, I I really probably don't. I absolutely love our our Saturdays in the fall in Neyland Stadium. The Ball Navy, which you mentioned earlier, 100 plus boats tied up on the river, and you go to ball walk, there's 40,000 people there two and a half hours before kickoff. It's uh, about as special as it absolutely gets. Dave, anything to add there? Yeah, so, well, I, I will agree. I mean, I've been in six years, I think I've been to just about every home game, and there is nothing quite like if you go back to the Alabama game this year and seeing that experience. We all stayed for about two hours after just to watch the excitement. But I did have one other as well. So uh, I've sort of got a love-hate relationship with sports because I grew up in Buffalo. So the Bills sort of had a challenging run there, certainly when I was growing up with the four straight Super Bowls. But because of the way we grew up, we couldn't really afford to go to a game. So I've never actually been to a home game in Buffalo. And I'm planning on changing that here sometime soon. But if I had to pick a cold December in Buffalo or a beautiful fall day playing an SEC game in Neyland Stadium, I'm going to take Neyland Stadium every time. So last question, guys. What is the most unexpected piece of advice you were ever given? Maybe you weren't quite ready for it at the time, but it keeps ringing true in the experience you get under your belt. Well, that would be uh, Mike Leach in the middle of the game telling me to go sit on the bench and basically think about nothing until the next series. At the time, I didn't really understand because we were having a hard time picking up a certain pressure in particular. But there actually is something to being able to reset and refocus and taking a moment for pause in between. I love that one. The one that's always stuck with me is something that Peter Drucker said. It wasn't an advice he gave me directly, but one of his famous sayings is culture eats strategy for breakfast. And it's something the coach alluded to earlier. You know, a strategy or a game plan, a scheme is obviously important in football. Having a game plan is important in business. But boy, if you can get talented folks aligned around a vision and in a culture that excites and energizes them, that's really where the ingredients for success begins. And so they'll figure out the game plan. In business, you can adjust your products and your technology. But if you have great people in a culture that they're passionate about, I'm like, Coach, I look forward to coming to work every day. And so to me, people and culture are everything. And the strategy and the game plan and all that stuff will take care of itself because of the people that you have. And Coach, before we started today, you were mentioning about uh, your daughter and your son. I understand you and your son may have your own tradition before the games. Do you want to say anything about that? Our kids are a part of what we do when we first get to the stadium. So all the coaches' kids have an opportunity to go through ball walk and uh, work their way into the stadium with their dad. And always give the coaches about 10 minutes when we first get to the stadium to enjoy that opportunity, take a breath enjoy the moment with your family. And so my son and I will play catch and you know, our entire family will take a quick picture before the ball game before we uh, head into the locker room and get to work. That's so cool. It is. It's a ton of fun and lets me reset right before kickoff. And he thinks, you know, the 40,000 people at Wallwalk are showing up for him. Of course. <laughs> He's about him, but uh, it's a great experience with him. That's so awesome. Well, I want to say a 
big thank you to Coach Heupel and Dave Miller for joining us on the show today. And a special thanks to Coach Heupel for sharing his amazing story and perspective on life with us both on and off the field. And thanks to all of you for listening to our conversation. I hope you enjoyed hearing from the coach as much as I enjoyed speaking with him. And if you did like the show, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This has been Bucket Listening, presented by First Horizon Bank. I'm Tabitha Scott, and I hope you'll join us again. Until then, go Vols! Vols!